You just set an alarm for 9.56 a.m. I have to be somewheres. That's the weirdest time. This is the 85th episode of You'll Die Trying. I'm Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris. We welcome you to this 85th episode of You'll Die Trying. Oh, I got to set my alarm. <laughs> Don't be... <laughs> Today, I'd like to talk about what it is about self-sabotage. Oh, good Lord. That is so... <laughs> that is so, it is so attractive, and it is so alluring, and appealing, and winsome, and drawing in. Why do we sabotage ourselves? Is that... Am I sabotaging myself when I say in the podcast, I'm so stupid? No, you're being self-critical. Okay. Sabotaging. Also, also, you're attacking the image of God in yourself. Oh, goodness. Because you were created in God's image. It's true. Stupid isn't a part of that. True. So you are, you are absolutely attacking God's image in Thank yourself. God. Which this is, the, this is the problem of self-criticism. It's one thing to be self-critical, to be thoughtful in a serious way, which is what critical thinking means, mm -hmm. serious to seriously consider like, what are the things I need to be doing to improve myself? That's kind of being self-critical. But when you're involved in self-criticism, when you're saying mean things or you're downing yourself or you're dehumanizing yourself, you're in, you're, you, that's exactly what you're doing, dehumanizing, making yourself less than human. And to be human means to be created in God's image. Everything in life that is like of importance, substantial, uh, critical for one's growth, there's always fine lines. It's like this fine line. Always. It's it's really hard. Life is not easy. No, life is not. Gosh, self-awareness is so hard. All right, I will work on that. But see, that, that, that'll take the fun out of like, who, who doesn't love people making fun of themselves? But why does it <laughs> have, why couldn't it be fun to be thought? Yeah, no, no. Self-deprecating humor is a genre that's not going anywhere. That's fun. Like I social love media, love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I don't think, okay, I don't think that there's such a thing as kidding. No, I agree. Like when people say, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think like of the a, old man who was like, "What's going on with your hair?" I'm just kidding. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're or not the kidding. old man that said my suit jacket was too small at the at the uh, Ohio County um, uh, Veterans Fair, which which it wasn't. But he didn't like the way in which it buttoned. And then I got to the well, point. probably because you're wearing a more modern cut, a slim tailored yeah, yeah, fit, yeah. which is unlike anything his his generation has seen. Mm -hmm. They don't like the skinny pants. At least they're not like cropped. <laughs> You mean like pixie cut? If that's what you want to call it. I you, learned that from Bailey. You pixie cut it, no socks and a loafer with a suit. I mean, it's a good look, but you've got to be a certain um, body type to make that yeah. work. It wouldn't work for me. I'd just look like I'm a cranberry farmer. <laughs> so I want funny. So self-sabotage. Yes. Let me tell you, let me give you an example of self-sabotage. So I got up recently and I did my morning run 
felt great about it. Did not eat very much at all during the day. Had a banana, had a protein drink. Then proceeded to have a cheeseburger and a sliced pork sandwich with onion rings and a piece of lemon pie for dessert for dinner at 9 p.m. For dessert. <laughs> yeah, that was all my dessert. The pie was dessert. That was my dinner at, at post 9 p.m. That's what I call self-sabotage. So you fell asleep and somehow gained seven pounds. Probably. Yes. I don't weigh. I mean, never weigh. <laughs> my clothes still fit, which is good. My fingers were swollen in the morning. Ugh. Increased sodium intake, not good. So, okay, no big deal. I'm going to just get up and run the next morning, which I didn't because mm-hmm. I had an early session and, mm-hmm. and I, I had to miss my run that day. So it's okay. But that's what I mean by self-sabotage. That's not self-awareness. That's not being self-critical. That's not self-deprecating. That's just me getting in the way of myself. I want to wake up one morning, find you on your run when you're not paying attention and literally come up behind you and go, boom! <laughs> well, I don't wear uh, earbuds oh, or anything. Because you're I run. one of those safe runners. But no, because I, I have to hear myself breathing or I'll forget to do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. My, my pace is dependent on my breathing if I can't hear it. And most people are opposite. They is don't it kind of one it. of those things if you don't... Um, uh, when I was younger, I used to think about breathing so much that I freaked myself out. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so like if you if you, you thought if you weren't thinking about it, you would like forget Stop. to breathe? Yes. Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. I've never done that. Why did you just do that to me? <laughs> That's so, so mean. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> You're a bully. <laughs> we had a podcast about you the other day. I didn't hear it, <laughs> nor did I apply it. Gosh. So why do we sabotage ourselves? Why did you just do that? <laughs> I do it all the time. I hey, know. do you know where so-and-so is? Okay, you know, you go up here, you take a right, it's a Ewing Road, and there's a distillery out there. Yeah, uh, it's nowhere near. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, why do we my, self-sabotage ourselves? My inner middle, middle schooler. Yeah. I don't think we have to say self-sabotage ourselves. I think we just self Why do we sit here self-sabotaging ourselves with ourselves while we're self-doing it? I want to talk about food because for me, <laughs> that's where it happens. That's, like, that's it happens. literally what I titled this episode on the computer. Food. Yeah, that's it. Episode 85, food. Food. For instance, everybody who's ever listened uh, to an earlier version of our podcast, any earlier episode knows that I love McDonald's. Oh my gosh. I had a client today talking about Chick-fil-A. I was like, you need to listen to number six. Was it number six? I don't remember, but you literally, like they should give you stock after so that episode. I like fast food. I don't eat it as much anymore at all, actually, because I have been trying to, you know, I want to live. <laughs> past 48? <laughs> yes, I do want to live past 48. So I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't visited that. <clears throat> We've been cooking a lot more at home. We've been cooking together, which is a lot of fun. We've been trying new recipes. The girls have been really sweet and encouraging about it, and they'll come home and they're like, "Oh, good, we're excited. We have a new, a new." Because you get kind of in a rut. You have the same things that you tend to make because it's you know it. It's easy. Yep. Uh, I think growing up, we didn't have like there was no chart, but I know that there were. There were spaghetti days. Wednesday nights was church night, so we would oftentimes have hot dogs. And the buns in a steamer. It was this old kind of like old aluminum with black plastic handles that you would put on a burner, very low electric because I didn't have gas. Uh, And you put a little water under it and there's a basket in it. You put the bread in there and it steams the buns. Nothing better than a pair of steamed Mm, buns. mm, mm -hmm. And, And the hot dog wasn't grilled, wasn't microwaved. It was boiled. So we would have boiled hot dogs in a steamed bun. That would be a Wednesday night dinner. 
Uh, we might have Salisbury steak. Uh, we might have pork chops. Pork chops. We always have applesauce. Is there ever a night where you all had meatloaf? Yes, I, I love meatloaf. I love. There are places in town that have good meatloaf. I love meatloaf. There's a place in town that has good <laughs> pork chops, and I always eat food? apples with the pork chops because I grew up eating applesauce. Why are you sitting here talking about? Because the, first of all, it's very important. Food is important. It is. Did you know that food <laughs> eating out food? Uh, I know. We all know what you're saying. Thank you. Did you know that it keeps people poor? Are you saying that it's expensive to eat out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, you, you know what else is, it, it makes people poor? Eating healthy. Yes. Box of macaroni versus a uh, couple of bags of fresh veggies. We're talking a difference of five to 10 bucks. Easy. That's insane. Yeah. It isn't fair. It yeah. isn't fair. And then you go into places like Detroit and other parts where they have these like brown zones where there's no... Um, you know, it's it's food insecure. There are no groceries anywhere. I mean, even in, in the community in which you and I both live, there are dollar stores that have freezer departments because it's the closest store to a lot of people. And not everybody can just hop in their car and drive out to name your favorite grocery chain. You know, gas is expensive. They're preserving it because they got to get to work. So it's easier just to go two blocks down to the nearest Dollar General and get some frozen pizzas than to drive over to a Kroger or a Publix or a Harris Tweeter or Teeter, whatever it's called. Harris Tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and get some, you know, some fresh food. It's a lot more expensive to do. So it's uh So people are self sabotaging themselves because there's nothing else. Well, I know the system is sabotaging them. The system people. is sabotaging people. That because is there absolutely aren't, the right thing. There way aren't to say affordable it. foods that are healthy. And you know, there are people who are trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And there are backpack programs for kids, you know, for the weekends during school. They don't have food. There's food insecurity in their family, so they have a backpack full of food for the weekend. That's great. It's still not fresh food. It's canned, it's boxed, it's sweets and whatever, but it's something. But I think I think people m- make mistakes when they don't talk about or think about food. And when they think that food is, I mean, it isn't, it isn't just to live. Like we're not animals, we're not eating leaves off of trees and then going about our business trying to survive. Most anything that happens in the world that is important is happening around a meal. It's true. Thinking Eucharistically, when Jesus wanted to make a point about how he himself was the new commandment and that we ought to love one another. Where did that happen? Around a meal. So in churches across the country, across the world, there are communion tables set up and people feast together in remembrance of that meal and in celebration of one to come. So food isn't just like, you know, gosh, we eat too much and we shouldn't talk about food because we, I think we all have, a, I think most people have a bad relationship with food. Either yeah. they don't want to talk about it at all because it's like bad or they want to talk about it too much because it's the only thing good in their lives. Do you think that a lot of people have taken away from and moved away from the dinner table? Yes. We still sit at the dinner table. Yeah, we do some. Uh, sometimes we sit at the bar. Sometimes we'll sit downstairs and we'll watch a show. Uh, just but you're together. Oh yeah, we're always together. Yep. It's, there's never a time when... I'm on my own, you know, we don't, we never fend for ourselves. And so I think speak. that that naturally, that, that's okay. The progression of, you know, of, of the table to, to a couch. I mean, that's just society changing yeah. in the sense, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. No, I, I think if I had my preference, it would be, it would be split. Cause I, mm-hmm. I like the casualness of, Hey, let's go 
enjoy something. It always brings a conversation up. We always have a good time. But there's being around a table too, obviously, um, can be can be really valuable. Is too. it is it chaotic with your table dinners? No, Ours no. are gosh. Yeah. Well, disaster. your kids are your kids are <laughs> such young. a disaster. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh my gosh. No, it's good. We're at a good place. Our our girls, um, they know when dinner's over. The, they all four go in the kitchen and they they clean up now, which is pretty fantastic. Um, so Joy and I make most of the time. Um, the older ones can, but we do, and then they clean up, which is which is pretty great. This is off topic, but Juliana, <laughs> uh, Joy and Doctor Carol's uh, daughter, comes and babysits the boys or has, and uh, we come home and our house is utterly spotless I mean she's like we have once a month somebody to come and clean our house and Juliana did a better job than they do we walked in and it was immaculate and I was like oh my gosh Jules is a great girl she's She's pretty awesome very conscientious she's just like her mom that's insane she is a mini me of her mom and that's where she gets well she's she's incredible she's incredible you are doing stuff right with those girls that's that's sweet for you to say I'm (laughs) proud of her she's I Very just special think I'm person. Save some money now and just hire the babysitter. <laughs> right. Pay the babysitter. The babysitter does pulls double duty, kind of like what you do with business. You hire within, and then you give them roles and responsibility they excel at. Yeah, save some money. That's exactly the right. Bottom, done. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. So, uh, what's your favorite fast food place? Mine, mm-hmm. Wendy's. What do you like there? Why did I just say mine? Like I didn't know you were talking to me. There's literally no one else in That's this room. That's something people do to buy time. But I wasn't buying. Well, I guess I was. But I. I I know for a fact it's a Wendy's number six, Biggie size with a sweet tea to drink, extra honey mustard. They call it Biggie? Biggie size. What's the number six? It's a spicy chicken. Okay. It and only Biggie has like, like 27,302 calories, I think. Okay. That's not bad for no. a month. Um, <clears throat> all right. What would, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Me? Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? What? Huh? Uh, pizza, filet, cheeseburger without bun. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You ever seen me do that? Yeah. Uh, I did it last night, too. I don't eat the bun. It's, it's carbs. But if you're dying, dude, who gives yeah, a yeah. crap who, about the carbs? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, pizza, cheeseburger, I'll put the brown on it this time. Ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, pickles on the side, because I like to eat the pickles. They can't be sweet pickles, because that's gross. You like dill? Dill pickles. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is the dill pickle the one with the... No, the bird's Vlasic. Vlasic? I don't think Vlasic's around anymore, Really? Is it? They got bought out by dill. <laughs> I don't know. Dill. Dill's the herb. Oh, okay. Vlasic. They might be. Mount Dill Vernon. I think Mount Vernon. Dill's, Dill's the, the herb. Dill's the, the herb. herb bought out Vlasic. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt bought out. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Um, banana pudding. From Moonlight Barbecue in the, Owensburg, Kentucky? Absolutely. The whole tub of it. Yeah. But yes. it has to be warm. Ooh, really? Yeah, for me. I don't I don't know. And then lemon pie. Love my mouth. I'm salivating. I'm so hungry now. Yes, me too. Oh, Nothing wrong with well, that. Okay. Favorite fast food restaurant. Know the answer, but Chick-fil-A. Uh favorite favorite meal. Favorite meal before you die. <laughs> me? Yes. Talking to me. Um I would say uh Joy's spaghetti. You're such a romantic. Filet. Sorry. No, no, Megan. no. It's just delicious. Uh filet. <laughs> uh medium rare. I would want mashed potatoes. <clears throat> I would want macaroni and cheese. I'd want meatloaf. I'd want fish and chips. Oh, fish and chips. I forgot about fish and chips. I'd want a Whopper with cheese, extra cheese, because then it's hot because they had to make it special for you. That's a trick, by the way. Get something extra, and they'll make you a fresh one. It'd be nice and hot. 
Um, You're so smart. I would love uh, some pork loin, uh, some brisket. I've never had pork loin. This I no maybe continue. Um, Brisket. Fried green tomatoes. Never had fried green tomatoes. Uh, Mozzarella cheese sticks with marinara. But they got to be the ones that are frozen in the frozen food that you had as a kid. I'm not a big fan. We've tried several frozen ones from Sam's, and you have to buy 6,000 of them, and I haven't liked any of them. We have <laughs> several that, boxes in our fridge. Remember that day we saw each other at Sam's, and we were like, <laughs> it was so, it was like, hey, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, what are you doing here? Uh, why aren't you at the funeral? <laughs> why aren't you at your office working? We have lives. Yeah. We have kids. Yeah, that was a that was a tough day for me. That was a, that was a funny day because you were <laughs> it was in the throes of hell. Is what you looked like. Yeah, we were having. I mean, I'm sure there was some parenting issue going. The, on. All four girls, Joy, Doctor Carol, were walking around, and we were looking for. I think you were looking for samples. Yeah, framples. Free samples, framples. Yeah, you can have an entire meal with framples at oh, Sam's. That's so, so we fun. we time. We time our, our meals around that on Saturdays. I literally recall turning the corner, seeing you, and I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> if you ever encounter anybody at the grocery store and you ask them what they're doing here, you need to just leave the cart where you are, walk out the door, and go home. <laughs> just go home. Start over. Start over. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I hear it at the funeral home, too. People come, come in. Often? They're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, you know, just, <laughs> I'm just using the bathroom. That's funny. That's funny. Sorry, final no, meal. You're no. you're on your deathbed. Final meal. You're at you're at uh, um, crab cakes. Brisket. You said brisket. Mm-hmm. Then you said mozzarella cheese stick. Crab cakes. Yeah. Good lord. I mean, <laughs> the total calories of what I've just said <laughs> exceed fifty thousand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then lemon meringue pie for you, sure. You didn't say chocolate the, pudding. You didn't say red lobster biscuits. No, I didn't. Oh, a steak egg and cheese biscuit from Hardee's. For okay, sure. now we're talking. That's the best. Okay, so anyway, the whole point of this food thing, because I was just reading on Instagram, there's someone I follow who is an ultra marathoner, and they are struggling with anorexia. Oh, wow. And they have, and the, this person's 35 years old, and they've been dealing with it for a very long time. It's a very serious eating disorder. Um, and, you know, if there are people out there who are struggling with eating disorder, whether not eating or eating too much, there's help out there. All you got to do is make a call. You can call me. We can talk, or I can refer you to someone uh, it's a serious thing. And, she, and this woman, this is a woman, um, ultra elite athlete, is just being very public about the fact that she's been in a, a facility trying to, to get help over the last three weeks because of her unhealthy relationship with food. Um, you know, that, th- there are a lot of reasons for that. We won't get into that here because I don't want to turn it to Dr. Phil because I hate that show. But I think that it's really important that people recognize how, how necessary it is to have a healthy relationship with food. That um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not bad. Uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's healthy to avoid an entire food group uh, all for the purpose of losing weight. I think people need to learn to accept themselves, love themselves, challenge themselves to to do well, to eat well, to live well. But I don't think anybody needs to avoid eating carbs for the rest of their lives because, I mean, you know what? Your body kind of needs that to run. We end up tricking it. Um, I, I'm made fun of oftentimes because for a long time I was a vegetarian and for some part of that time I was a vegan, meaning I didn't eat any animal product of any kind, no cheese, not not even honey because it was, you know, and so this was kind of an experiment for me and I didn't like it. I hated it every minute of it, actually. Um, 
but as but I wasn't like super thin, and people are like, "Well, you don't eat meat or anything." Like, why? It's because I mean I can still eat bread. <laughs> I was a carbitarian, turns out. So you can obviously go too far in your pursuit of trying to do um, to do less. And I think we need to kind of to reference something you said in an earlier episode. Life is hard, and there are these like thin lines. And I think we need to try to step back and find where a healthy balance would be for ourselves. We shouldn't say we're never going to eat ice cream again because we're going to end up gorging ourselves on ice cream for six nights in a row. All I love because ice we, cream. I know. I never get to eat it. You choose not to eat it. Yeah, I choose not. I mean, I never get to eat it because I choose not to. You should. You should once a week have some ice cream. Because I take the kids to Licks, and we have, you know, uh, dad, dad night. And I'd let them eat, and I sit and watch them. Why don't you have something with them, teaching them that? I try it with them. I have like a lick of theirs. I'm like, mm, that's good, you know. So I mean, yeah. But I do. I need to. I need to get that. There's, there's some nothing extreme. wrong with ice cream. No, there's not. And you nothing. know, you have a healthy lifestyle, and if you have a, an exercise regimen that you follow, there's no. I mean, people run. There's a family member of ours whose Instagram handle is is something like you know, I eat. I run so that I can eat this. I can't remember what it is. I think it's like runs for pizza or something like that. But that's the whole idea is I do that so that I can do this. Some people like to drink beer. They don't want a beer belly, so they run. So they run so they can drink beer. So it's a that's nice true. little balance for them. Right? That's true. I had a... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is so stupid. I was sitting in my office with my... I have an Apple Watch on, which... This is another episode, by the way. Let's talk about that. But, oh, I would love to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday's meeting, I took it off. Mm. You didn't notice. I did. Because it was going and distracting. Uh, I was getting about 20-something thousand steps a day. Mm-hmm. And then as I've spent more time in the office, I was getting three to 5,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And then I went one morning to try to put my pants on, and they're tight. I'm like, what, what, what happened here? Yeah. And so I've been making it. Uh, a point to get over 12,000 steps a day because over 12,000 steps for me and what I bring in mm-hmm. my body yeah. allows for me, affords for me to have the physique in which I want. Well, I'm the guy that likes to drink the beer, but don't want, don't. Sure. But I, gosh, there I went again, but I do not want the beer belly. Right. You don't like beer. Uh, it's not my favorite. He'll drink a beer if I put a beer in front of like. He's, yeah, I'll drink it with you or someone else, but I, no, it's not my favorite thing. So there's something called a basal metabolic rate or BMR, right? And this is the <laughs> right. number of calories that's required to keep your body functioning while at rest. Okay. I don't know if you know, but when you're sleeping, depending on your height and your weight, your overall size, when you're sleeping, you're burning calories. My calorie burning during the night is somewhere around 2,200 calories. You burn that many at night? Yes. Just Really? Your body at rest. So there is a formula, and it it would be too much to go into now because it's in kilograms, and you kind of have to you know figure all that stuff out. Basically, if you're a man, you take the number sixty six point four seven and you add it to six point two four times your weight in pounds. Wait, say that one more time. I'm going to give you the formula. Okay, okay? I'm going to do it. Sixty six point four seven plus. Mm-hmm the total of this number, which is your weight times 6.24. 6.24. So you have to do th- four different... Okay, I just did it. All right, then you add your height in inches times 12.7. So if you're six feet, you're... Times 
Yep. Okay. And then you subtract your age times 6.755. Okay. That is your basal metabolic rate. I burn 1,945.1 calories at night. Okay. So <clears throat> that is the number of calories that your body I don't know how uses <laughs> to function when it's doing nothing. Okay. So if you take in 1,900 calories a day and you do no exercise, you are just a lump on a log, <laughs> and you eat 1,900 calories, you will have a net gain of zero calories because you're going to burn that while you're at rest. And I will always have this. You will look body exactly type. like you yep. look. Okay. If you add exercise, then you're creating a caloric deficit. So if my basal metabolic rate, and let's just say this number for, you know, you know, for shits and giggles, 2,000 calories. Mm -hmm. So if I'm at 2,000 calories and I eat 1,700 calories that day, I have a loss of 300, right? Mm -hmm. If I run for 30 minutes, I'm probably going to burn around 800 calories. Mm -hmm. Now I have a net deficit of 1,100 calories. First, there was a 300 because of my food intake. And then I added the caloric deficit from my exercise of 800. So now I'm at 1,100 under. Got it? Mm -hmm. At 3,000 calories under, you lose a pound. So I could lose a pound every three days, ostensibly, by eating 1,700 calories and burning 800 in exercise. Does that make sense? Yes. So when you, when you think of it that way, it really is calorie in, calorie out. But you, you have to kind of, you got to do the formula, do the BMR formula. It's different for a woman, by the way. Um, so you can, you can find it online pretty easily. Um, for women, um, it's very different. You can go to uh, BMR formula. Pickledpeppers.com. <laughs> we'll pull that up. So you, you find out how many calories your body needs. You take in less than that. And then you burn some with exercise and you're going to have an, a deficit. And once your deficit reaches 3,000 calories, let's say within a week, you'll lose, you'll lose weight. Wow. So think about how hard you have to work to gain weight. I mean, you do. You have to work really hard. You have to eat a lot. You have to eat a lot. So the fact that I gain weight means that I'm working hard at being heavier than I really need to be. Your body wants to maintain some equilibrium. And so, you know, your body's constantly burning calories. And if I take in what I'm burning, I'm at a net zero. But I'm going to take in more, not exercise enough. So now I'm going to have an excess number of calories. So my body is going to store that mm. for fear that there's going to be a cutoff at some point because that's our lizard brain. And it stores it in the form of lipids, which join together to make triglycerides, which go together to make adipose tissue, and that's fat. So now I'm heavier, fatter. Uh, and I don't, there's no problem for me with the word fat because that's just what it is. There's sugars, there's fats, there's carbohydrates. Yeah. yeah, there's fat. So I'm fatter because I take in more than I spend. Hmm. It's, you know, science. Science. Easy. <laughs> yeah, science. So love your food, just eat well. And practically speaking, most people could stay where they are or lose weight just by eating less. Mm -hmm. cut, cut your meal in half, get a to-go box if you're eating out, set it aside, eat it, then go home and you have a wholeer meal. So it's cost-effective and it's really good for you in terms of portion sizes. Portion sizes, I think, are the biggest problem, even beyond ingredients. Eating out also isn't healthy because you don't know what goes in anything. Right. They use so much salt. 
I mean, th- th- this episode is not even just about uh, about food. It, it literally, you hit the nail on the head with food. It it fuels the brain. It fuels creativity. It fuels yes. good decision making. It fuels everything. Yeah, I'm leery of people who are, who don't want to talk about food because they think food is stupid. It's like that live to eat, eat to live thing. It's not that simple. I think food. I've said that. Brings, by the way, food brings communities together. Okay. Um, I. I learn something about people because we're sharing in a meal together. Mm-hmm. Um, the word for family, I think, in Korean means people who eat out of the same rice bowl. You know, so there, there's this sense in which we all have to eat. It's a part of what it means to be us. Clearly, we're not just licking bark off of logs because now we've created the culinary sciences, or some people would say culinary sciences, where we, we really concentrate on food. People think that, you know, eat a salad, you're done. I don't think that's okay. I think, it's, I think it's something to be said about the romantic, thoughtful, even philosophical nature of sharing a meal with someone mm. and talking about that. doesn't mean I'm obsessing about it. doesn't mean that food is... I, I think we have an unhealthy relationship with food when we refuse to talk about it, and we have an unhealthy relationship with food when that's all we talk about. But we do need to recognize there's power in sharing a meal. How would our relationship be, Dr. Carroll, if you and I just shifted and all we did was talk about food? <laughs> <laughs> it would just be, how was your lemon meringue pie? <laughs> I love it. Oh, hey, dude, dude. Uh, that was, this, is, this has been really uh, food for thought. I'm Nathan Morris. I'm Jonathan Carroll.